0: You are listening to, to Riddle Shops Backstage Pass
1: Stand up the walls, let us get me safe. Fucking my back top of me i in such a way to control the divide Hello, you're listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. What's going on? Uh, My name is Kevin Deers, and it's been a hell of a year. It has been a hell of a year and a couple months at this point. I appreciate you sticking by, Uh, even though Metal Shop is not currently doing live episodes on the air. We will be back. I've been doing this thing where I just interview a ton of artists, and I interview people behind the scenes. Uh, The last episode last week was uh, with a couple people involved with Bandcamp, and that, that was really Cool. And I've actually been able to interview artists I never thought I'd be able to chat with. Uh, artists like Rob Halford from Judas Priest. I got to talk with guys from Hatebreed. Got to talk with Joe Deplantier from Gojira. Got to talk with a ton of awesome artists early on in the pandemic and then, you know, all the way up until now. I'm booking a bunch of episodes. So I'll be speaking with Animal School Bus, the two person grindcore band that's a father daughter grindcore band. I'm Actually going to be conducting that interview on uh, on Sunday, which is Mother's Day. So that's kind of fun. Uh, and you know, it's not always the humongous uh, bands that I nerd out about, about being able to interview. Uh, this past week, I got to uh, chat with some of the guys from the band Zeo, And I've been a big fan of the band Zayo for a long time. And they're not like the biggest metal band in the world, but they are friggin awesome and uh, I've been a fan so when they started following me on Instagram I had that kind of mark out moment where I nerded out and was like really stoked so I'll be talking with Zayo soon. I'll be talking with Colin Young from God's Hate and Twitching Tongues. Right now, I'm actually going to be jumping into an interview that I uh, posted a few months back on my YouTube page. Realized that I never put the audio up in a podcast form, so I wanted to throw this on here. It's with Brandon Watkins, a guitarist for a, a kind of metalcore band, death metal influence metalcore uh, called Year of the Knife. They're from Delaware. Uh, they're on Pure Noise Records, and uh, I got to see them when they opened for Knock Loose Terror and Jesus peace. a few years ago but uh, just last year they put out a record called Internal Incarceration it's super badass and uh, you know when we first started the episode you heard a little clip from it we're going to jump into a little sound bite from the uh, the band Year of the Knife here a few seconds of one of their songs and then we're going to jump into the interview with Brennan Watkins from Year of the Knife. In the weeks to come I have a lot of cool interviews set up so I'm looking forward to those. Right now here's Brennan Watkins from Year of the knife on metal shops backstage pass I that's that's a hey what's going on it's metal shop i'm doing a quarantine video zoom chat with brandon watkins from year of the knife their new record is called internal incarceration their debut lp is available now on pure noise records uh first off welcome to the show and and uh welcome to to the zoom chat and uh congratulations on the new record man
2: yeah man thanks yeah i appreciate it glad to be here <laughs>
1: so it seem. uh do you got some uh you got some kaiju stuff back there or do you have some uh some manga
2: yeah i got some a bunch of manga and some Godzilla's. um this is my office so nice I, I do a lot of art um we're actually on my drawing table and i have it all turned around so it looks cooler
1: <laughs> oh wow okay so you're uh, is that your um career aside from the band is are you you're an artist
2: yeah, uh, I do a lot of illustration and graphic design stuff. I do uh, a lot of t-shirt designs and whatever for bands. And uh, my wife and I run a like apparel and pins and whatever. It's called Candy Corpse. That's my, my main job. That's what I get paid oh, for. Oh, cool. Kind of get paid for.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and shout out to your wife who actually plays in the band with you.
2: Yeah, Maddie. She rules.
1: Um, I, I guess before we go, uh, why don't we shout out who uh, who else we're missing from the band um, who we're not speaking with today.
2: Yeah, so we're missing Tyler, our singer. Um, shout out to Tyler. <laughs> shout out to Aaron and Andy Kisielewski, the twins. They play uh, drums and guitar and maddie my wife she plays bass and i play guitar
1: so we have a, a married couple and twins together with the band yeah. um yeah that's awesome how's your vocalist feel does he ever feel left out when you guys are like bro down or, or you and your wife are hanging out
2: <laughs> sort of i mean I, I don't think he feels too left out because it's like we, my wife and i grew up with him you know we've been friends with him since we were 15 and we're cool we're 28 now so yeah you know we we've known each other a, a long time that dynamic isn't isn't weird or anything mm-hmm. so it's cool i think maybe the twins feel left out from our <laughs> our romance
1: so you said that you you've uh been friends you've been friends with all these people for a while now uh, this is your first uh record debut record i got to see you guys uh with terror and knocked loose a few years back uh so you mostly just been doing eps and seven inches before this is that right
2: yeah, so um it's it's honestly just been like demos, but Okay. Uh, we put out a, a twelve inch like in twenty sixteen I think. We had like a different singer and everything. Oh, okay. All that music isn't isn't really on the internet anymore. Um but yeah, at, other than that we've just been doing demos and like we have some tape. We we put out a tape for uh our our debut demo with Tyler singing instead of playing drums yeah and we you know whatever we put out that collection or whatever that's ultimate aggression before this record
1: so it's, this is probably the first thing that really feels like the cohesive like vision of the band am i uh am i right, right. with saying that
2: yeah absolutely
1: that's sweet man yeah, so i feel like uh,
2: ultimate aggression was definitely like you know basic starter ideas mm-hmm. that turned into a whole thing and this is you know internal incarceration is a is an entire idea
1: you know so so the going into this album i mean you're on pure noise records which is awesome they have uh you know bands like knocked loose they have bands um the warriors there's a ton of killer bands on that label uh and take offense got to speak with take offense last year um what was that like um how did you guys uh, go about like you know being in contact with with pure noise and it must have been pretty cool Pretty cool to hear from them and that they had interest.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we did that tour that you saw us on with Terror and Not Loose and, and Jesus' Peace, um, we were going to put out uh, First State Aggression, which is the second half of Ultimate Aggression, our previous release. Yeah. Um, and Brian from Knock Loose and Scott from Terror were, you know, we were talking to them about it, and we we had sent them the recordings and everything, and they were like, we were originally going to put it out ourselves, and they were like, no fucking way, you can't put that out by yourselves. You need to, you know, you need to find somebody to put that out. Yeah. And, uh, we put it out ourselves anyway because that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But um, Brian and Scott really helped us get into the door with pure noise and and got that conversation rolling. You know, Brian played a huge role in that. That's dope. Um, So yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy. I can't believe it. You know, thinking back like 15 year old me would lose his mind to know that he's on the same label as Terry.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just crazy. And we've toured with them a million times. It's, it's incredible.
1: And they have a diverse roster. Not only do they have, um, you know, uh, a lot of hardcore and metal bands, but they also have like pop punk and pop artists. And uh, one of my favorite melodic hardcore bands, Strike Anywhere, is putting out a record um, on Pure Noise Records. So uh, it's really cool to see, of course, Rotting Out is on there. Um, Just so many cool bands are on the roster. Um, I feel like you guys could have a Pure Noise Fest and it would be like (laughs) cooler than Warped Tour.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it, it could definitely compete with a Warped Tour lineup. Uh,
1: what was, so, what was working with? Uh, I mean, Legendary, Kurt Ballou, um, God City. You guys uh, record the record there. What was that like, man? I, I imagine a bit of a step up.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely the most serious recording I've ever done in any band, yeah. and also the most dynamic sound quality wise like i'm (laughs) i couldn't when we got the first mixes back from kurt we were all just like
1: well were that good
2: (laughs) oh my god like you know i've never been in a band and had a recording that sounded that way so it was just really incredible um and then you know speaking about 15 year old me before like getting to work with the guitars and converge like so insanely epic and such a such a dream for for me and Maddie and Tyler and you know we we've been going to converge shows forever and we've been worshiping their music forever so it's just like totally totally a dream come true
1: i mean and, and you can hear it in the record too just how much of a step up it sounds not saying your your past uh, you know output was bad sounding or anything but this one is just such a step up and and it's it's really just uh, a kick-ass record um i mean that sounds cheesy to say but it really is it was like it's uh i was listening to it last night going on a walk and it made me want to run man it made me want to lift uh lift some weights and man just like punch punch something dude it's a uh, it's a hell of a a good good like hardcore but also a very death metal influenced album i would say and uh you put together something i follow you on twitter you put together something on your twitter that was like a spotify playlist of of bands that you were listening to when kind of going in to write this stuff and and it was pretty cool it wasn't the typical hardcore it was like stuff for like um uh, what was on there? It was like brutal death metal, right? It was like devourment yeah, was like and
2: Asian, devourment. There's all kind of crazy on there. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I definitely take a lot of influence from like brutal early, early death metal. You know, that's my, that's my, sh- that's my yeah. favorite, favorite thing that, and like 90s hip hop.
1: Cool. But, um, yeah. Cool. So tell me a bit about like your, your, um, kind of entrance into because you guys uh from what i see i've I've never seen you guys outside of the tour but it seems that you guys have a, a strong connection to the hardcore scene but you being a f- huge fan of death metal um a bit of a crossover there uh did you um did you grow up like being more into the hardcore scene death metal scene like did it or did it all kind of just meld together for you
2: so being from delaware is really weird because it's like it's just a really, really small place, and yeah. bands come from, you know, Pennsylvania or New Jersey or Maryland, and they play it in Delaware. And it's like, you know, being such a small place, there's not a lot of bands here. Okay. Um. So there weren't a lot of lineups that were like strictly a hardcore lineup or strictly. It, it was always, always, always mixed bill shows. So, okay. You know, I would go to a show and see a pop punk band, mm-hmm. a hardcore band deathcore band like it it was always just something like really really didn't make any sense somebody was playing acoustic guitar yeah like weird weird um starting out getting into extreme music death metal and you know all the more dark is what really spoke to me um but going to shows and seeing you know when i was like 14 and 15 when i started going to shows seeing kids dance like to hardcore bands and um you know all that all the aggression there is what really spoke to me and really um made me a fan of hardcore but i think um my introduction to extreme music um was the punisher movie soundtrack that movie was terrible um but the hardest hate breed song is on that on that uh the bound of violence it's like a it's like a rise of brutality b-side or something that it's just on that but it's just like it's one of the hardest songs i've ever heard and i was like 11 listening to it and i was like dude i have to hear more music like this and then i started listening to like pantera and okay like that and then i found friends that listened to like pantera and they were like yo you should come to the show with us you know natural evolution
1: the punisher warzone soundtrack actually has a pretty sick Ramallah song on it too
2: oh I didn't even realize that I I haven't listened to that but that's crazy this got Ramallah on
1: it yeah uh days of uh misery or days of I don't know anyways it's a sick Ramallah song and it actually plays in the movie too which is badass um like you said not great movies not great movies at all but rad soundtracks that brings it back to like dude that's like so 90s and early 2000s is like movies with badass soundtracks right
2: no joke, Freddie vs Jason has a crazy soundtrack, bro.
1: Oh man, uh, right on, dude. Well, okay, so that was your first um, introduction into that. But what was your first introduction into like actual music? So it doesn't, you know, even if it's embarrassing, I want to know like what was the first actual CD that you bought on your own? Mine was no doubt Tragic Kingdom, so no shame. What was the? That's first... such a great record. It is a good record. <laughs> what was your first CD or tape or whatever that you actually purchased with your own money?
2: So when I was, like, uh, I don't remember, probably 9 or 10, mm-hmm. uh, Linkin Park put out Hybrid Theory.
1: I was just listening uh, to that my the other cousin day.
2: showed it to me, and it, like, it blew my mind, man. That's the first one I ever bought. And then after that, it was probably, like, System of a Down or mm-hmm. something like that. But that's what, like, I was like, wow, I love music. Like, but my parents were really big into pirating. Um, So I have Napster. Okay. And cause I, I'm wired all that stuff. And um, I was big into downloading. So I, anything I heard on the radio Nirvana, anything.
1: So that's one thing about the new generation of bands and and, 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 and like new generation of metal hardcore bands is they don't find shame in new metal. I feel like me and all my friends were, were like secretly listening to it and nobody like uh, would actually admit it. But like newer yeah. bands, they'll be like, yo, I mean system of a down Lincoln park you know like people will deny it but you know it w- who was buying those uh, the, like millions of limp biscuit CDs someone was so you know me
2: when I was like 12 yeah dude yeah I got no shame in that man and uh like I love corn there's yeah. I mean obviously a lot of new metal socks and you take it you know for what it is but anytime i I talk to any of my old heads or like I'm wearing like some some f- new metal gear they they're like, yo, what are you doing bro You're coming around here wearing that but they also tell me sh- that like they seen like, like hardcore bands open for them or or like f- new metal bands open for hardcore bands back in the day and them and other boys thought it was cool so whatever
1: Damn. there was some show and i i mean this was before my time but my friend john tells me about it of seeing uh it was corn on tour with trial sick of it all an orange nine millimeter and he said that Dude, most that? people were kind of like laughing at corn at the time but it's like the next time they came through like they were selling out arenas so who's really laughing you know
2: Dude, yeah <laughs> exactly um, i mean not to say that that's bad or whatever it's just it's funny You know, it's a conversation for sure.
1: Totally. Um, I do want to acknowledge that uh, we're recording this on the 26th of August. And just yesterday uh, in the news, uh, it was unfortunately... Uh, It was unfortunately announced that Riley Gale from Power Trip has passed away. Um, He was only 34 years old. Uh, Kind of a a living legend of of the thrash and hardcore scene. Um, As far as just like one of the voices of our generation, really Power Trip was on the ascendance to becoming like the next Slayer. They were like already touring with bands like Anthrax, Exodus. I saw him with Cannibal Corpse. I'm with High on Fire. Like Power Trip was the. shit. They were actually the 2017 metal shop album of the year. Um, you know, not to go off on, on, on my thing too much since I'm rec- uh, talking with you, but I know they were another band that kind of came from hardcore and ascended to the more crossover with like metal kind of uh, parallel with you guys. Um, did you, you saw power trip throughout the years, right? And, 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 uh, do you have any memories of, of seeing power trip and whatnot?
2: Yeah, man, for sure. Um, two two instances really stick out to me. Um, I saw them play with Ringworm and Municipal Waste, like, in Baltimore. I can't remember what year it was. It it had to have been 2012 or 2013. Um, But I just remember, you know, I I had downloaded, like, their demos or whatever they were called. Maybe it was EPs or whatever. But I downloaded that stuff off of, like, Toxic Breed, Um, he he used to do that vlog or whatever but I got into them when they started and then you know seeing them I I really flipped like I really just really loved that band Um, and that Ringworm show was crazy and I went nuts I'll never forget it and then um, after that was like a 420 show Mm -hmm. and like it was just it was in Philly at Underground Arts and all these like really incredible bands played Twitching Tongues played and it was the first time I, I had seen him play World War Five and I was like it was before uh, In Love There is No Law came out. So everybody was like, What the fuck? Yeah, like that crazy breakdown right at the end. Um, but Power Trip set was really sick and I remember, you know, flipping out again. But yeah, that th- that's a special band. That bin, you know, really means a lot to me. So it's really, really sad reading that yesterday. And today seeing everybody talk about it.
1: That's one band that kind of unites, uh, you know, and and they were not they came from the underground hardcore world and then they got to, you know, fly the flag really for underground uh, while touring with, you know, huge, huge uh, bands doing these huge rock festivals and. I don't know. Pretty crazy, man. But R.I.P. Riley Gale, I just wanted to mention that and, and acknowledge that because, you know, he was a big force in, in this thing we call, you know, hardcore and metal and just underground uh, crazy music to most people. Um, now, I, I, I'm curious about um, your guitar uh, your guitar you know, career, if you, if you want to call it that, um, what, uh, what made you pick up a guitar specifically? Like what, was it a, a family member? Was it a friend? Um, you know, and, and how old are you? were you and like, do you remember, you know, kind of writing your first riff or learning your first riffs?
2: Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, so when I was like 12 or 13, my cousin, you, he's like three years older than me, so he's fifteen or sixteen, and he was really talking a lot to me and my grandparents about um, buying a bass. Oh, he God. like for whatever reason he found Primus, and it like really, really spoke to him. Yeah, and he started showing me Primus, and he's talking to me about how like he's gonna start <laughs> playing bass. And I, I idolized him growing up. Man, it's it's just, just crazy. But mm-hmm. I was like, I want to play bass. That'd be so cool. Um, And my mom had just started dating this dude that's like, uh, he's my stepdad now, but she had just started dating this dude that was uh, like a career musician. Like he he does like covers at bars and whatever. That's how he makes his living. Yeah. Um, And he was like, Brandon, you're interested in playing guitar. I have this bass. You can have this bass. And I was like, okay, that's so cool. Um, And I played bass in bands for forever. Honestly, and so I started Year of the Knife. Um, my wife got me my first electric guitar. Um, and that's when I, the first song I ever learned was The Hammer um, by uh, I Think I Care. Cool. It's crazy. But it's like dumb, easy music that was really, heavy. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Um, and then I eventually started writing my first riffs. And funny enough, the first riff I really ever wrote. Was the riff for Ultimate Disease the main riff, the fast riff? Um, so yeah, that's my my whole guitar thing. I've been playing um, electric guitar seriously for about four years.
1: So it's pretty recent, so it's pretty
2: man. Pretty well. That's rad. About five years. Yeah, I'm pretty new to it.
1: <laughs> that's cool, man. What? Uh, so it sounds like you kind of like just took off like you, I mean the band you guys have been doing it for a few years now. So how long uh, did you take to like, just jump into a band from, from when you actually just started playing? It seems like it probably not, not too long.
2: Let's see. So I started playing when I was like 13 or so. Um, and I immediately started playing with people. um, just playing stupid ass music when I was a little kid, but, nice. um, as far as guitar goes, it's like, I, I picked up a guitar cause I was tired of playing other people. Yeah. I was tired of, you know, I, I wanted to write my own music. There was a certain style of band that I wanted to hear that I wasn't hearing sure um, from my peers. Um, so yeah, I was actually started year of the night playing bass Okay. Um, and writing music with a different group of people yeah um they're playing it now and um you know we didn't put a, ever put any music out or yeah. or anything like that but um the first time i tried writing was four year of the knife and eventually i was like this band, i'm writing the music i'm playing guitar somebody else is playing bass somebody else is playing drums you know what i mean and uh it, it went from there so it didn't take very long
1: Okay, right on, man. Well, I'm always curious about, you know, people's backgrounds and whatnot with that. Um I I, I did want to mention um so some people uh w- we're living in a pretty fucking crazy time not only through the pandemic but also like so much um unrest and so many um protests and and everything and uh I'm I'm curious about uh some people uh some musicians feel maybe uncomfortable using their uh Platform to make uh, any kind of statements politically or uh, any kind of you know social justice uh, statements, and then there are others who don't, and and they feel like uh, kind of compelled to do so. Where do you stand on that? And uh, you know, yeah, wh- where do you stand on like using your personal uh, platform or or the band's platform to make statements?
2: Well, um, we have w- arguably our most popular song is a song we wrote called "Blue Lies," and that's about. Police brutality and the injustices, you know, enforced on us by the police system. Um, I'm a mixed race person, so I don't feel uncomfortable telling people how I feel. Yeah. You know, on any of these kinds of subjects, we're all very, very vocal about, you know, racial injustice and all the things that take place in our community and the things that we see. Um, so yeah, pretty quick to tell somebody they're fucking stupid
1: fair enough all right man i i kind of had a feeling seeing some of the t-shirt designs you guys have with the 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 police officer <laughs> or whatnot i just would like to hear it from your voice instead of putting words into your mouth so um yeah
2: absolutely i appreciate that
1: yeah um what a uh, so what um what has a uh, quarantine life been like for you man or like or you know uh sorry the pandemic life what what have the last few months been like for you i mean obviously uh things ramped up probably as far as you know promotion for the record and whatnot but aside from that um how have your last few months been it's kind of weird for for all of us but what have you been uh how you've been doing how you been staying safe and sane and and yeah how's how's the last few months been
2: uh pretty weird <laughs> uh but you know everybody's in the same boat as far as music goes right now there's only so much we can do yeah um but life's still pretty good life goes on and i mean all this going to come back so why burn myself out you know sweating it um but it's been cool we've just been trying to keep busy i mean we've been candy corpse has been super super active and we've been putting out a lot we've been pushing a lot of new products and stuff um you know obviously promoting the album takes a lot mm-hmm. um but i played tons of video games i read comic books <laughs> i read books that's, do you have a that's twitch my whole i don't have a twitch man
1: okay
2: no but i should i think maddie's making one nice I don't know much about it.
1: um th- right on man well i can tell that you, obviously you like comics and you like books from the amount of cool stuff behind you um what uh could you could you shout out uh, your artist uh, do you have an art page for for your design and, and art
2: Oh, it's, it's just my personal page. It's, um, at condemned to suffer suffer or suffer. I don't know. It's different on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. But if you look up me, you know, you'll find it Oh my, it's just, it's in with my regular, cause I didn't make an art page.
1: Okay. Right on man. And, and are you available for commissions if, if people are interested in, in your artwork?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. That's where our our side money, I need it.
1: There you go. Um, so I'm gonna put you on the spot here, man, and and uh, feel free to take a minute. But I'm curious if you could pick four albums that have made a distinct, like, personal, like, positive impact on you throughout your life.
2: Okay. Well, Hybrid Theory for sure, because it's the first thing I bought when I was a kid. Okay. That that album really gave me a, a bigger appreciation for music. Um, Ride the Lightning is a huge game changer for me that was another a, a step further into extreme music. Yeah. And it, you know, I still listen to that. I listen Metallica is probably my my favorite metal band ever. Um let's see. Ready to Die is the first hip hop album I really got into. Cool. Um, so that that really blew my mind and fourth it's gotta be raining blood man slayer classic slayer slayer is is, is you know anytime i'm writing some year of the knife, sh- and i get stuck What what slayer yeah
1: <laughs> wwsd so, yeah that, that wasn't too hard nice dude okay well well then um, let's step it up a little bit here's one that might be a little bit harder so we all know the big four uh you actually mentioned two of them in your in your four albums the big four of american thrash what they say metallica anthrax uh, megadeth and slayer now you're a huge fan of death metal in your opinion okay. what is the big four of death metal in your opinion your personal big four of death metal
2: Death, obituary, cannibal corpse,
1: suffocation. There you go. You just right off the top of your head, man. I could tell that you're uh kind of always thinking about death metal. Probably so.
2: Yeah, it's my <laughs> it's my favorite.
1: <laughs> right on, man. Well, uh, just uh, one more question for you, man. And uh, if you can show us, but definitely tell us, uh, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Uh,
2: I have. One scar on my hand. I don't know if you can really see it too good. It's kind of little. It's like right in this area.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I got it when I was in third grade, second or third grade. Uh, there was a, a dog kennel outside of my house, and it was like really, really tall, mm-hmm. a really tall fence. And the top was like... Uh, you know, it's like a typical iron fence, I guess. Iron sure sounds right? Um, and the top was like kind of rusty. It, it was just like cut. Like, I, I don't really know how to describe it. But for whatever reason that day, I decided to climb the fence, which was way taller than I was. Yeah. And um, I think I was a real anxious kid. I was always worried my dad or my mom was going to yell at me. So I think what happened, I don't quite remember, but I got scared that they were coming out the front door and I slipped and uh, a piece of the top of the fence broke off into my hand. <laughs> it went up into my little fingers. Um which is pretty funny, but I was so worried that, you know, they'd be mad at me for climbing the fence that I told them that I had tripped. <laughs> <laughs> I had tripped onto a stick in the yard and the stick cut my hand, which was pretty unbelievable because <laughs> there was so much blood. Yeah, I don't know how much, how that much blood came out of me, but so much blood out of my hand. Um, yeah, it took like two weeks and then they took me to the doctor and the doctor did an x-ray on my hand and was like, there's metal in his hand. What happened?
1: Right and then you had to fess up
2: yeah and they weren't really mad at me they were just like why the f- didn't you just tell
1: <laughs> i was like oh no, no that's crazy man that's it's it's actually a wonder that you didn't have like crazy nerve damage and that you can play guitar still
2: yeah i, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it that much since it happened but it is pretty pretty i'm pretty lucky
1: totally uh, right on, man. Well, again, uh, again, I uh, wanted to definitely mention Year of the Knife's new album. Uh, it's called Internal Incarceration. And uh, Brandon Watkins from Year of the Knife. Uh, where can people follow you? And how can people support the band? Um, uh, best way to support the band. Uh, best way to put money in the in the actual pockets of the band uh, when um, you know obviously you can't play shows, you can't tour. Uh,
2: so our Instagram and Twitter are year of the Knife, And I think our Instagram is, uh, YOTK or X Y T K X, but you can find us on year of the Knife. The best way to support us is to buy merch, cool. <laughs> buy records, buy merch, whatever. We have a big cartel and it's got, uh, fan exclusive vinyl right now. and Sick. It's got CDs and, uh, we, we've, we've done a bunch of masks in it that okay. are really, really nice quality. Hell yeah. Um, but even that the label does, you know, mm-hmm. that buying records, that's, <laughs> you know, buying from us is the best way to support us right now.
1: There you go. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate it. And, and hopefully on the other side of this, uh, we'll get to see you in Seattle. I'm sure, you know, you're kind of aching to get out there on tour and support the record and, um, Absolutely. but we have some time to learn the lyrics to it and then we'll be all, uh, <laughs> ready to go. Sounds good. Right on, dude. Thanks again for the interview, man.
2: Yeah man, thank you. Have a good night, bro. You too. This has been Metal Shops backstage pass.